This week we're talking about grief, specifically about grieving and death. And it's such a paradoxical experience in that you can be laughing one minute and crying the next and angry the next and feelings are up and down or feeling numb. It can be linear in terms of going through the stages of grief and non-linear. It can be an experience of trusting that the person is with the Lord and one of missing that person terribly. And all of these things can be happening all at the same time or in rapid fire sequence. So we're talking a little bit about our own experiences of grief and of walking with those who are grieving. And we hope that it's helpful for you, especially for those who might've lost somebody or who have people close to them who've lost somebody recently. And please know that we're praying for you. God bless you. This is a podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Hey, everybody. Hello. Kim, welcome, welcome. welcome. Right. Um, Hi. Hi. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Rachel. (laughs) Nice. I'm Erin. And I'm Nicole. And we're uh, the ladies who are your hosts for In the Thicket. And um, we are so happy that Mm -hmm. you are joining us. Thank you so much. I mean, we we say this sometimes, but maybe not often enough. We're just like very grateful for everybody who is listening. And we really hope that, yeah, you know, we're totally. just our prayers always like the Lord is somehow using these conversations for those who need to hear them. So mm-hmm. um, if you need to hear them and this is uh, hopefully giving you life, we praise God for that. And if there's anyone who you think might benefit from this conversation, send it on over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's always our prayer. And we're always really grateful to be with you guys so yes uh, and we pray for you i do anyways i can't do. speak to these ladies but <laughs> yeah. i, I like- pray for you every single day every day i bring all of our listeners to the feet of the lord and that's then so beautiful. That's so beautiful and you guys aaron aaron is a consecrated virgin so she's like she's right. a spouse of jesus so she's My like job. pretty close to him you know right yeah, yeah. So tight. you've got aaron yeah. praying for you it's that's good. right that's good. <laughs> yeah. not that all of our prayers aren't <laughs> equally well i mean we'll just say that mine are probably better than everybody's i I don't know you just have a special you probably have a special place in his heart like our secret prayer partner has she has some very efficacious prayers i would just like to say because even this morning she prayed for nicole um, for nicole's internet yes so my internet now okay so my internet was not working this morning so i went on like like hotspot on my computer and i uh went on like the um the internet website or whatever and then you can like run diagnostics and stuff so I did that and they told me to like unplug the modem and plug it back in and then they like analyze it and it said it still wasn't working so then I like messaged these ladies and was like okay we're gonna record tonight I don't know pray for me it's not working Mm -hmm. schedule an appointment for tomorrow and then and then I went back and I actually went and looked at the modem thingy I'm pointing because it's right over there Mm. um and then I noticed that the lights were actually working so then I switched my computer over to our regular wi-fi and then it worked so in the and then i messaged and our secret prayer partner said that she had just prayed so it was maybe a combo of the prayers and then actually maybe the unplugging and plugging back in and boom you know Mm -hmm. effort and grace that's That's right exactly that's why they always tell you to unplug i remember sometimes my mom gets so bad because i'll be like or like something's not working on her phone i'm like you turned it on and then turned it off again right and she's like, well, that shouldn't affect anything. <laughs> and then, like, okay, but 
it's it because does. there's processes and they just sometimes. accumulate and accumulate and sometimes they just need a reset you know like just <clears throat> exactly. for all the extraneous stuff just like well in fact that shouldn't have to be done like, well, that's <laughs> did why you guys, did you guys ever watch the show the it crowd yeah I yeah, haven't tried it, and I couldn't really like funny. get into it. I, I thought it was hilarious. It is. It's like a very wacky know. kind of weird humor, but um, that they're like, it's like, yeah, it folks. And that's how they, that's like their thing of how they answer the phone. Yeah. Hi, this is it. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's just, that's like a running, running joke. Yeah. It's the guy from Bridesmaids mm-hmm. who plays um the love interest of. Uh, oh Kristen... yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. Yeah um who i think yeah. is very funny i'm gonna be honest like, I, I mean know, i do too she yeah anyways mm-hmm. uh comedy love mm-hmm. it uh comedy oh, can i just say that now so you guys have been gone from canada for long enough but now bell for example when you call for um support stuff mm-hmm. on the phone like it automatically bell is re- a wi-fi provider and a phone <laughs> yeah phone provider. tv it's one of the internet the like five. everything Mm-hmm. of the the phone mm-hmm. services People. oligopoly or whatever right Canada. yeah so basically yeah basically there's like two that are like the mm-hmm. major major ones and then okay. they throw a bone to three other ones that are like oh you're included in the big thing except yeah. for most of them are bell and rogers anyways um especially in ontario so mm-hmm. so bell now has a thing that if you call for any kind of service it just automatically remotely turns your modem off and on again oh. or your stuff off and on again <gasps> That's so good. you don't have to do anything uh. yeah which is great except for it's such a piss off if you're like oh, if so that's not your problem that? yeah, if you're I calling like <laughs> you know like so anytime you call support it does that so if you're calling for billing it doesn't but if you've already done it and you're and then you're calling and then it adds like however long to anyways so it's like efficiency for the company and non-efficiency for the consumer (laughs) we're already efficient to know kind of technology stuff boy interesting yeah Yeah. Yeah. that is like you know that is sort of like i feel like a time off purgatory kind of thing when you're Mm -hmm. on the phone with yeah, your phone, your you know your cell phone provider. That's right. or It's just it just kills you. You're like this, yeah. Yeah. and oh my gosh, I have this. Oh, where the the song that yes. I have such like I really it it calls forth every ounce of virtue inside of my body mm-hmm. when I sit have to sit for like three hours and there's just whatever it is. Yeah, anything, right? Anything. You're not going to answer the phone for three freaking hours and you have the same song playing for the earth and i can't turn it off because i have to wait until a human Mm -hmm. answers my calls Mm -hmm. there is there's one i you guys i don't remember who it is but there's some company that i've called and i'm like oh i like this song and i can listen to it i can listen to it on repeat and i enjoy it the whole time that's great Um, and part of it is because because you know sometimes a song comes on and it's all it sounds like an old radio from like the 1940s or something oh yeah Um, analog yeah and and it's like this is actually they've done the they've um it's like good sound quality and like an interesting piece of music and probably has like a cool chord progression and then in my mind i'm like oh i'm just gonna sit here and analyze the chord progression and then come back (laughs) around and like analyze it again yes wait i didn't quite get that so it just it's i don't know it's the right level for my like nerdy music brain mm-hmm. I love but that. i couldn't tell you who it is i don't remember there's but one guy who did like a like one of the popular ones that's like yeah. and then it like adds all these like funky synth noises <laughs> and things to it and stuff like that but there's yeah. one guy who does like a dance to it yeah like, there's a couple who does there's a there's like a married couple who does one to that too to all the oh, apple yeah. ringtones yep 
And oh, so yeah, name. so that one is Costin Meyer or Costin Mayer. Oh yeah, yeah, Costin Mayer. Mayer. That's yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but this guy does like he does like a split screen thing where it's like he starts out with like the basic track and then he does like this dance to it and then mm. like when it adds another instrument or goes in a different then he splits into two screens and then he's got both of him like doing it's the best he <laughs> there's like millions of views for that reel oh, anyways so if you know who i'm talking about then you can give him credit uh um, on instagram you can <laughs> tag him, him in this episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so weird can you imagine he'd be like what the heck is like yeah yeah, Especially yeah, yeah, because yeah. of our topic today, which has yes. absolutely nothing to do with anything right. we talked about so far. Yes. Yes, um, exactly. Although I also want to add that I'm drinking golden milk because we talked about this before mm-hmm. and Aaron was like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever mm-hmm. heard about in my life. Yes. But, no. but I really like it. And Nicole yeah, and yeah. I are also kind of sick right now. And um, yes. Nicole, I'm on the I'm on the sort of better end of that stick right now, I think. But I'm still this is definitely helping. So that's good. Maybe mm-hmm. you should send me the recipe after Rachel. Yeah. So that really I can easy. also be on the better end of being sick. <laughs> I'm currently drinking uh, just chicken broth straight up. So homemade <laughs> chicken broth. Nice. Mm-hmm. This, this is like such a fun, totally unrelated conversation to what yes, we're good. What our um, topic yeah. is. Aaron, what are true. you drinking? Are you drinking anything? Uh, nothing. I ate an arrowroot cookie. I had some mm. apple juice a little while ago, and I have nice. water. Okay, that's it. Classic no wine time. tonight. I know. Mm. Usually, we can count on you for some alcohol. I know. An evening episode. <laughs> that true. sounds so terrible. No, I think that's totally. It's <laughs> I mean you know it's no it's because i've been thing. if i have if i have like a glass of wine in the evening now i mm-hmm. think it's the sulfates in it but i find that i get a headache and then i feel yes. terrible when oh i wake gosh, up in the guys, morning yes guys. all right also i really if you're here for the episode on grief oh i'm so sorry just because i had to have yeah just literally skip ahead we'll That's tell right. you, like we're, we're just gonna talk about wine and headaches yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah. So I, I just saw a talk by Father Gregory Pine a week and a bit ago, and he and I are the same age. We're both in our mid thirties. And he like, but we're, yeah, were they born the same year? And he was like giving the talk and he was like, you know, it just sucks. He's like, now just even like one drink, it it's not, it doesn't go down so good. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I mean, right. that is, I mean, it's not like my top, my alcohol tolerance or something, but yeah, just, I just don't feel good. I yeah, feel exactly. Yeah. It's like, like I, I can enjoy like a- Sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say I can have like a re- like a like a small glass of wine, mm-hmm. but it's like as soon as I get over a certain amount, then yeah. it's just oh, it's not even like gradual. It's like immediately I feel yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like I yeah I have to, if I have a little small glass of wine and I can enjoy that, mm-hmm. and then I need like a really big glass of water for the mm-hmm. small glass of wine, and I have any more wine than the small glass of wine. I will get a headache. <laughs> Excuse me. I will just feel gross. Yeah. I mean, you know, your throat's all dry all night. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I'm like, know, it's not, right? you stop wanting it. You're like, ugh, alcohol, gross. Yeah. Why no. would I drink that? I feel like yeah. such a wimp. Like my grandma was so much better. It had, <laughs> like, they had nightcaps all the time. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. I'm like still okay with liqueurs or with yeah, beer for some different. reason, but wine, it must depend on the alcohol beer. a little bit. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. Like beer is That's better true. than wine, but okay. Okay. But no, but for real, I think we just, yeah, we're, we, this is maybe in some ways too, I'm like kind of like avoiding talking about yeah. it because sometimes that happens yeah. when we're talking about something hard where I'm just like, you know, we're sort of unconsciously putting it off because it, it is, it's mm-hmm. a really hard topic. And recently in my life, um, I've, I'm just in contact right now with a lot of people that I really care about quite a few people who have lost loved ones, um, very close to them 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I think part of our super long, very, very long intro is me just being like, ah, this is a hard conversation that I mm-hmm. don't, yeah. you know, I want to have. That's why we're having it. But also that's really hard to have because it's kind of close to home. And um, yeah, I'm just so like, I just like, I'm carrying these people in my heart and I just like feel you know, the vulnerability and just like, I don't know, just the rawness of, and obviously I don't, I'm just like adjacent to it. So, but I just am so aware of it and Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's very difficult to talk about. And that's one of the things that I kind of want to start with is that when you're grieving, when you really, when you've lost someone, I mean, this, this, this um, episode is called the paradox of grief, because there's this thing as Catholics, we know, you know, we know that the Lord, he, he defeated death. We have this hope in the resurrection. We think of the funeral masses, like the vestments are typically white. We're we're really entrusting our loved one to this great, great hope that we have in God. And it's real. Like that's real, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and and the paradox of it is like we really we we need that. I mean, it's real and we need to cling to that reality. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I mean, when we are we have the loved one, the person we love is not physically present to us anymore like the chasm that that opens up in our hearts, like yeah. the depths of, of sorrow that that can bring up is just, I mean, it's just such a mystery. It's just so, and when you're going through it, I mean, and that's why I think I'm kind of so hesitant about it because I know some people going through it right now. It's just, you don't even know how to touch that. You don't even know mm-hmm. how to approach mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Even when you're going through it yourself, you're like, this is such a mystery and it's so overwhelming yeah. Um, so it eat. doesn't feel real kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So strange. Yeah. Um, it's so strange. And and I think, I mean, that's not to say, you know, it's overwhelming, but different people grieve very differently. I mean, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about that too. Um, so it's not, I'm not trying to highlight one particular manifestation of it, you know, but it just is, it is, it's like, it's the strangest, heaviest, but also like a very profound thing um mm-hmm. brings to light like the love you have you share with mm-hmm. this person anyways so it is it's kind of around me in my life right now and it's sort of come up we we a guest of ours um uncle leon uh, we mentioned in an earlier episode he recently passed and that's been very um you know yeah just a, a real a reality in my life and in the people in the lives of people that i that i love very much um but others that i know as well so we wanted to kind of just talk about it in a very kind of gentle and mm-hmm. reverent way, you know, um, mm-hmm. to think about what it means to grieve, to think about what it means to hope and grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we start like by sharing some of our own experiences, grieving uh, the loss of loved ones. Maybe Aaron, you want to start? Sure. Yeah. I think um, like there's um, like I, uh, the first person that I really lost was my grandfather, but I was like very young. So mm-hmm. it was not, and we were never, we didn't really live close to them at yeah. any point. So I loved him a lot, but I didn't really like know him mm-hmm. super well. Sure. Um, but then when my grandmother died, I had been like living in Ottawa. I had been like with her. Mm. We lived around the corner from her right. and she she was just such a beautiful woman and she was totally the matriarch of their family and was, you know, and she had this beautiful death, like such a beautiful death. Mm. I think I shared mm. about it on one of our other episodes, but um but it was I just remember like driving home from the wake um and 
like with my mom and it was just like my mom and I in the car um, because I had stayed there with her and everybody else had gone because she was kind of the one who arranged everything. So she was like doing all the stuff. And that's like definitely a part of, you know, the complication sometimes of grief is like, especially people who are close to the person who've died. Like a lot of times they're just so overwhelmed or like burdened by the actual planning of things, you know, that it's like, and even just the amount of people around that it's like, there's not really a chance to like, it's kind of like you say, like, it's not real. Like it feels like you're in this like weird space. But I just remember like driving with my mom and at one point, like just watching her while like part of that grief just hit her, you know, like losing her mom Mm -hmm. and like seeing, uh, like seeing it exactly play out because she was there when, when she died, like, she saw this beautiful death she knew like my grandmother had such a beautiful faith like mm. none of us had any doubt that she is i mean maybe she had a stop in purgatory it's possible but like um but that she was with the lord you know especially mm-hmm. because she loved our lady so much and prayed her rosary all the time and you know so like so it was like you know like it was one of those things where it was such a grace to know to know that mm-hmm. like to have a certainty yeah. of that um and then, but then seeing, yeah, seeing my mom, like, like grieving the the loss of her mother was really difficult. Like it was just, mm-hmm. you know, heartbreaking because there's nothing that you can, there's nothing that you can do. Like, it's yeah. like, you would love to even just have a second with them, like just to hug them or, you know, and she had just like touched her body for the last time because, right. um, because it was the close of the wake and then they were closing the coffin and then that's it until the funeral the next day, you know? Yeah. So like even the things like that, that are so difficult. And then it's kind of, it's interesting because um, then I had, we had a close family friend pass away who last year, almost two years ago now, year and a half anyways, but then it's, it's like this whole different experience of grief because he, was very estranged from any kind of faith mm. um, and was had like totally rejected things. So then there's kind of like this added like question of like, please Lord have mercy on his soul. Like, um, like the hope that, that, I mean, the reasons that he was estranged from the church, like that the Lord would, would have mercy on yeah. him and would, you know, the depths of his heart and all of those kind of things but but that was actually the hardest part for me was mm-hmm. like like i can mm-hmm. offer things for him i can offer mass for him i can you know offer sacrifices for him i can offer my divine mercy like indulgence like i can offer that for him and all of those kind of things but it's like there's a there's a like an even an additional part to grief of of like having to entrust him to God's mercy yeah. mm-hmm. when I don't know what the state of his soul was, you know, but right, hoping, right. still being able to hope in that, that he's with the Lord, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so just start it off. And just <laughs> oh, right in yeah. there. No, it's good. Yeah. No. yeah. But that's, that is the nature of this. And part of me is wondering, like, I don't know where the Lord is going to take this episode in terms of like who, whose heart is going to hear this or whose heart needs to hear this. Mm. Cause you know, one of that's one of the things like you just said, when someone is grieving, maybe this is not, maybe this is going to be for people who are friends of people who are grieving because 
someone is grieving it, it's really it is really hard to know like what is it that's comforting what is it that how do I love you well in this moment and and you know and it's beautiful that you were there with your mom for example like I Mm -hmm. think that you know just being there because she might not have tracked in that moment of driving while she was in the car that you were there but it's almost like if you had not been there you know Mm -hmm it would have your the the app your absence would have been very mm-hmm. felt i imagine you mm-hmm. know in that moment yeah. whereas your presence enabled her to to process what she needed to process in that moment and so it's yeah it's just so mysterious to me because it is so like and it just points to me to the beauty of relationship like what it really means to be created like god to be able to love you know because it's like that's really what we're called to and when we experience grief i think it just shows us mm-hmm what it is this gift of of communion that we have with one another that how real it is Mm, like it's not just a a sum of like i do these things for you or i talk to you sometimes it's like there is a relationship there's a reality to the love that we share that is so profound and like solid you know that i that i that really like even when Mm -hmm. i'm not physically with you in the same room your presence here on earth is something that impacts my life and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it points to so many aspects of what it means to be yeah. given this gift of our existence and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to be with one another, you know? So it, yeah, it's, it's just, so it's like strange much. too. Like, it's even strange that we can find that. Cause even at my grand, so this is my grandmother's wake at the same thing. So all my cousins are there. We have this great big, right. you know, Irish Catholic family. Um, and we would all just periodically take breaks from the wake to go out to the parking lot to drink beer out of my cousin's <laughs> trunk like, <laughs> and share stories about my grandma and like yeah. laugh yeah. and cry yeah. and like, yeah. It's like up and down, like one minute you're like crying because you miss. And then the next you're just like laughing because there's this funny story Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, like, cause their life Mm -hmm. brought so many people together and then you're like, ridiculous because you're drinking beer out of a trunk yeah. in, a, in a parking lot you know but it was like but there's something so beautiful about that too yeah. you know yeah yeah I remember my dad uh my dad's dad passed away when he was like when when so my grandfather passed away when he was on his mid-50s so very pretty mm-hmm. young um <clears throat> and my dad tells a story that you know after his funeral all the family and my dad's one of 13 kids. So, you know, they, they came back for the funeral. My dad also has a brother who, who died um, pretty young. I don't remember if that was before or after um, the, his father, but anyway, so the, the family was all there and inevitably my dad's family start telling stories and start telling jokes. And so they were, you know, just laughing together and then at one point it got kind of quiet and, and one of, one of the brothers kind of piped up and was like, is this like, this is, we just had his funeral. Like, is this okay? You know? And mm-hmm. like, they're all kind of like, it, like all, I think all sort of occurred to them at the same time. And then you no, know, one of the other brothers was like, no, like this, this is what dad would have wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but it, but it, yeah, it just that, that feeling of, and I, but I can also remember being at um, the funeral of my friend's grandfather mm-hmm. and um, who, who I didn't know, but went because it's my friend's grandpa. And afterwards, you know, me and I was there and some other friends. This is probably, I was probably like, gosh, I don't know, 15, 14, 15, something like that. And we started chatting and laughing and kind of thing. And then my friend whose grandfather died was kind of quiet. And she's like, you guys, I just, I just feel like this doesn't make sense that we're just like, 
being normal, but my, like, this is my grandpa's funeral, you know? Um, and so for her, it just, it did, it didn't feel right. Right. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's hard, right. There's no, like, like every, for every person, grief is different. And I think that's part, part of the, the challenge or the opportunity of, um, when we're adjacent to people who are grieving is that it is, it is this like, um, opportunity in the sense that they talk about it when there's there's something difficult let's like let's look at this as an opportunity but (laughs) it's an it's an opportunity to think okay how can I be really tune in to this person and be sensitive to them and what they need right now um and and wherever they might be in this kind of process yeah yeah there's yeah I have an experience of that where my one of my grandmothers passed away when I was in law school and she just has a really big she had a really big personality like she's just kind of a larger than life mm. person and she was very sick so when she died it wasn't it wasn't a shock like we knew it was coming for days but the shock was like oh my gosh she died like, you know it just mm. was sort of like I can't believe that's true and it was just so because and she's just one of those people that you know you kind of think like she sort of will live forever on this earth mm. like you know what I mean it was kind of that yeah. kind of personality um so I I was kind of surprised by my own shock and like the grief was very like I was just kind of very quickly sort of grieving. So I think partially because it was so shocking and, I, and my roommates at the time, one of my roommates, a very good friend of mine. And I just kind of sense that like my other roommates, they were lovely, very loving, but like removed, you know, from the situation. Sure. Very, very, very kind to me, but removed. And one of my friends, she I really felt her like enter in with me, mm-hmm. you know, and she mm-hmm. really she really came into the sort of the bubble of grief that I was living and, and we, and she prayed the divine mercy thing. Like, you know, because mm. I found out my grandma died. I told my roommates and I was in shock and most yeah. of them were like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and very sweet, like I said, but she somehow, she's someone who experienced a lot of loss. I think she just knew right. what to do. Um, you know, and she just came, entered into it with me and prayed with me. And that's exactly what I needed. I just need, I, I needed to do something. And then I, I went home very quickly because a lot of times when you're grieving, you do want to be with people who know the person mm-hmm. that you're grieving because you're yeah. like, I, y- you know, like, you know, and you get mm-hmm. it, you know them and, you know, so that's, but yeah, it is tricky. And I think you're right, Nicole. Like we, I really appreciated that my friend's presence I didn't feel alone and I really needed to not feel alone, which I didn't even yeah. really know, you know, I really mm-hmm. didn't to know that I was loved by mm-hmm. someone in that moment. Um, and yeah, um, I'm thinking about in terms of, in, in my experience, I, I've had a few different experiences, but one of the one that's probably most defining for me is I have shared this before, but I lost a friend in high school and we mm-hmm. weren't in the same city. We were very, very good friends, um, but we lived in different cities and she had to, she was, ill from different things, but nothing terminal. And she had to have this procedure and she just died on the operating table. Mm. And it was very like, and I was very young. We had, we, our, our birthdays are days away. And so she would have been 18 in like a few days. And it was like, it was like yeah. a very defining moment in my life where I was like, oh my goodness. And I, I remember that experience of grief was, yeah, just sort of like, what is this? Like, what do you, like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, you know, and, and then um, at her funeral, just like, it was very strange. It was very strange. Death is very strange. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's very strange. And like you said, Aaron, your grandma had a beautiful, and that's what we all pray for. We pray for a beautiful death for a peaceful death, but it is, it's a very strange thing. Um, yeah. and I remember thinking that, and then I remember 
it's been years, obviously, since she passed because we were 18 at the time. But that experience of grief returns because I always think of her, like whenever I have milestone experiences, I always think of her. And obviously in our faith, I don't think of her as like, you know, she's gone. But I think like, Lord, like I pray for her and I think, okay, like she, her life ended and my life continues, you know, mm-hmm. and, but her life didn't end. It went, I mean, it can hopefully continues in heaven. And that's another thing I don't know. I don't know where she was at in her faith at the time when she died, but I have so much hope. I really do. Yeah. I, I feel like God has really taught me to hope in that, mm-hmm. you know, big time for her. And so I have a very optimistic hope for her that I will see her in heaven, you know, but I always think, um, yeah, like, I always think it is a gift. God gave me this extra time, this more, I almost feel like my time is extra, you know, it's mm-hmm. so strange. Like these are very defining moments. Like I'm like, Oh my gosh, like she died. I could like, I mean, it couldn't have been me, but it, when I was young, I was like, well, it could have been yeah. me. It could be me. And so I, it gave me the sense of like all the time that I have is extra, <laughs> like all the mm-hmm. time that I have, or the better way of maybe putting it is like all the time that I have is a gift. It really yeah. is a gift, you know, yeah. Um, which is a different kind of, dimension of grief it's kind of an odd way to odd thing to characterize that as a grief thing um but i don't i I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have that in the way that i do have it without the grief that i experienced and losing her you know um so it's like a strange gift from that from that grief that Mm -hmm. i've got um yeah um but one Mm -hmm. of the things i was thinking of is you know how how do we carry this reality of um the fact that people die you know like Mm -hmm. I I, like experiencing loss I think for me one of the temptations can be and this is much far removed like this is after sort of you've grieved somebody for a long time and you're not it's not sort of immediate it's not your immediate experience but it it makes me afraid sometimes to love right like it's like it's really painful to lose people and I know that they go to heaven so this obviously plays in the fact that people go to heaven, the fact that Jesus is with us, the communion of saints, mm-hmm. the hope that we have plays into this question. But I just want to hear from you. Like, I wanted to get your feedback on this because sometimes for me, I'm just like, whoa, I am so afraid of mm-hmm. not of dying, but of grieving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid yeah. it's a really, really intense mm-hmm. thing um, to grieve mm-hmm. someone's death. And yeah. I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, how do we... Yeah. I think about it a lot actually because um because my parents are getting older now like I'm the yeah. the oldest of of the three of us plus the our secret prayer warrior um and um like my parents are in their 60s and 70s um and so they're getting older and you can like see the the getting olderness that happens yeah. in your parents as they, you know, yeah, as they start to complain about technology more, and as, <laughs> you know, well, like in the in the funny ways and in the in the practical ways too, right? Like yeah. thinking about, like I've had conversations about them where, like, I'm going to be their power of personal care and their power yeah. of attorney. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a good like have those conversations with your parents yeah. or the people who are yeah. getting it's because my mom has she's worked in long-term care for a long long time and has seen just devastating situations where mm. where that hadn't been determined with families or they'd never talked about yeah. um, about like what they wanted when they like if they become incapacitated do you want to be on a ventilator do you want to have like any extraordinary measures do you like what do mm. you want and it's and I feel actually very grateful to have had 
those conversations with my parents Mm -hmm. because, um, because like my mom wants no extraordinary measures and my dad wants every extraordinary (laughs) measure. Uh, It's just, it's so funny, you know? Um, And even like the things like they'll say, like things that they want for their funeral or, you know, or, and then hearing them say, so like even having those conversations and hearing them say, like hearing my mom say, like, I'm, I would be like peaceful to go whenever I go I've had a good life um and like it's not like she's given up on life like yeah but just to have that like to be able to hear that from my mom and to be able yeah and to like talk about those things with them Mm -hmm. has been a real gift because it for me has taken away some of that like fear of all the unknown because part of that has to do with like practical things Mm -hmm. of like Like even seeing, yeah, my mom dealing with everything when my grandma died and then, you know, like knowing, having to figure out and she knew kind of what my grandma wanted and things like that. But, and then the experience for me of like moving back home. So if you're a new listener, I have fibromyalgia. So I live with my parents because it's really helpful for me to have some help with basic things. Um, And so the experience of like being back with them has been good because it's put into the spotlight. Like I only have a limited time with them left and I really like, I'm definitely imperfect in it still, but like, it's actually been a good motivator to really like treasure this time, like to take advantage of this time. And I kind of have the thought frequently of like, Lord, help me to make the most of this time mm. so that when they're gone, I'll know that I've lived this time with them well. Like you fully, know, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's really beautiful. That is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I've been through. I just the two the two experiences that I'm thinking of are. So my mom had a, an illness about ten years ago. Um, well, yeah, if you wanted to hear about it, it was, um, our our first episode, first or second episode, second episode, second episode. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Second episode that we ever did. And it's an, it's it's beautiful story there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, but you know, talk about anticipatory grief being a thing, right. Where you can, as, as you, um, anticipate that someone you're going to lose someone or that you Mm -hmm. may lose someone, you start going through all the stages of grief. Right. And those, you know, I'm sure most of us know those because they're pretty present in pop culture too, but like denial, um, anger, anger, bargaining, what are they all? Uh, there's a great, um, which is funny. Yeah. There's a, have you guys seen that one. giraffe um, uh, animation with the stages of grief? There's <laughs> no. an old cartoon on YouTube. I got to find it. Maybe we can That's put amazing. it in the show notes. That would like be so this, fun. It's from ages ago of like this giraffe who's sinking in this pit of quicksand and goes through all the stages of grief as he sinks oh, into gosh. the gosh, That's hilarious. And then it's like the funny, the joke of it, which I'll give away, is that he's a giraffe, so he actually hits the bottom before his head goes in. So he's just like stuck. <laughs> he goes through all the stages. But then... Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. It is a really, it's good. It's worth seeing. Anyways, moving That's up. Fun. Sorry. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, and then, of course, people go through, people go through the stages now and all, do, not now, but like always have uh, in different orders and you might go yeah. it's not they're not stages like little nice neat steps yep. it's just it's like not linear messy, it's not yeah uh-huh. complicated process um but i i went through i can look back at my experience of my mom being sick and this is you know it went on for a few years and there was a time where she had like surgery there was times where she was in and out of the hospital for months at a time um and there was a good chunk of time where we didn't know what was happening doctors didn't know what was happening 
and she was she was essentially seemed like she was dying yeah. um and we thought she was we we were preparing ourselves that we could lose her within the year and so um yeah gosh even just saying that just kind of like brings me back to that i i looked at you know my dad i think went through these stages um in a way where he could come to a place of acceptance yeah so he would he and he would share that with us and he, i think she said this on the podcast too where he was just like he doesn't want to lose my mom. He doesn't want to lose his wife, but that he, he just has to like basically trust in the goodness of God. Um, mm-hmm. and, and know that whatever happens, like God is still good. Cause he can look at his own life and see all, all the ways that God has worked. And so that was kind of like a, a kind of acceptance, like of, well, yeah. then the God's will be done kind of thing. Whatever I'm happens, God, you are good. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever went beyond like a denial. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and for me, this looked like, cause I just, the thought of losing my mom, um, and it still brings tear to my eyes. Like I just, I, I couldn't handle that thought. Mm-hmm. It was too overwhelming for me. And I remember, um, I remember just praying like, oh, I don't, yeah, didn't expect this, but sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, not sorry for tears. <laughs> uh, I remember like having a prayer time once with the Lord and just saying, Lord, like I, I'm just going to trust that you're going to heal her. Is that okay? Is that okay? If I just keep believing that she's going to get better. Cause I feel like that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Lord and his gentleness, I felt like was just like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's, you know? Yeah. And so, and thank the Lord. She, she did, she got better. And, um, and, you know, maybe the Lord would have given me the grace to actually go through whatever I needed to go through if she was going to pass away at that time. But, um, but yeah, it's just, I think that is, that was telling for me. I learned about myself in that where I'm like, Ooh, this is, this is hard. And you know, there's, there's other people that I've, um, lost, but just, you know, even now for me as a, um, like a married person and sometimes the thought of like losing Nathan, Mm -hmm. like, what if, you know, um, and we, so Nathan and I were actually talking about this the other day and once in a while, it's like the fear of that will hit me. Like, what if I lost him? And, and I just, I'm just like, I don't even know. I can't even think about that. Like, I just cannot handle that thought, you know? And I remember saying that I was saying that to him and then he, he kind of said, yeah, he's like, I think about that every day. Like, what if I lost you? And then I just, you know, and then I just thank God that you're in my life and you know and so he's he's I don't know he's he just processes it differently than me he's yeah. able to be more at peace with that idea in, but it also in, in that he allows himself to think of it every day where me it's like I block that thought out and then only when it mm. comes and I'm like ah, I don't want to think about this go away go away thought yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah so I'm yeah. much prefer the denial so I think <laughs> I think that that that's going to be just something that I'm going to learn and grow when I lose someone who's really close to me but yeah, but it is provide. it's um and I have all maybe I'll share after one one story about someone that I that I did lose but um but yeah it's uh I don't even remember exactly what your question was Rachel no, yeah but, I was just kind of like yeah. a prompt I was just curious about like because yeah. I can sometimes be afraid I'm just afraid sometimes of like oh my gosh I don't want to grieve but it's just so dumb because yeah. like that's like what do you, what, what does that mean Rachel like what do you mean you don't but, like, but we, because we know 
I don't think yeah. it's dumb to be afraid to. I'm, that's that's exactly what yeah, I'm, I'm afraid right. to grieve mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm just gonna. It's gonna. Not, I don't. I'm afraid I won't me. survive it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is so funny too because yeah. it's like because then thinking back to the experiences where we have grieved, like I, yeah. I can think about those and I'm like, oh, it didn't destroy me because actually my body has built-in mechanisms. But it's like so <laughs> we don't like we don't trust those things sometimes, or well, we don't trust, trust them, them because if we haven't. Well, like, I think it's, it's I don't know. It's a grace. Yeah, I think I think you're you're onto grace, something, yeah. Nicole, in that like it is a grace. Like there is yeah. no way that we would we wouldn't actually I don't know if I would get mm-hmm. if I would have survived. Because you know, if without the Lord, some of the yeah. some of the things and I don't know, and that's the thing when I look at the people right now in my life, as we're having all these conversations, I'm just thinking, reflecting on all these people I know who are living this now. And um and who, you know, I, I feel the way you felt about your mom, Erin, like I, I, there's nothing I can do to actually make this actually better mm-hmm. in a certain sense. But, but then I think, no, I, there is one thing for sure that I can do, which is pray for you, which is love mm-hmm. you and pray for you. Even if I can't love you, if I'm not there in person, I can pray for you because the one person who knows this experience thoroughly and knows us thoroughly is the Lord. And he is present both to the one who is has lost and the one who has moved on and mm-hmm. is him, you know? And so it's like, yeah. there is a grace for us in this experience and it is a mystery. Mm-hmm. It is a mysterious grace. And it's not one of those things where, you know, you're like, well, like you said, Nicole's not like, well, these are the steps and these are the things and do yeah. it's like that. It's like, yeah it's a grace. It's a grace that just comes Mm -hmm. because maybe just because blessed are those who mourn, you know, for Mm -hmm. they shall be comforted. Like the Mm -hmm. Lord knows, Mm -hmm. he knows the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. All these scriptures about that. Yeah. There totally is. There totally is for sure. And I think, but I think it's also okay. Like, because I, I feel like I've talked to some people who also have had the experience of like feeling like they were in grief and feeling like the Lord was totally absent. From, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, yep. and, <laughs> yeah, that's and which real. is also like a hard thing. And it makes it totally makes me think actually about um, some of dollars, like where John Paul II writes about the experience of like suffering itself. But I think it's like mm-hmm. very applicable for grief. Yeah. There's something about um, there's something about communal, like the communal um, aspect of it, like yeah. of the mm-hmm. sharing the experience with those who are sharing the experience. So, like exactly yeah. like you say, gathering a family, friends who knew the person, all those kind of things. But there's also something that's inherent to suffering that he calls um, suffering in dispersion, mm-hmm. which is that because each of us is a unique person, and because even especially yeah. because each of us has a unique relationship with the person who died, that yeah. there's something untouchable about our grief that yeah. can't be shared with another person in in the fullness in of t- totality death, right yeah yeah and even if yeah. there exists some some commonality there yes. and like and I think all of us experience like the Lord differently because it's like the cross yeah. like that's okay. exactly where you're at at that point is like the place of death like yeah, yeah. the the pivotal point between like death and and resurrection it's like being there and that mm-hmm. experience of being at the cross is like so unique to every single yeah person which is part of the part of the paradox of grief of like like when we can't understand what other people are doing or what we're experiencing yeah. or like you know it's yeah it yeah 
it can be so confusing. That's so, thank you for saying that. I think that's so important. Cause yeah, as we were having this conversation, I was thinking there's so many people, I mean, we're talking about a lot of different things that are not always yeah. applicable to everybody. And, you know, um, and this could be a very triggering episode, you know, to some people. And I hate that word. It's like, I feel like it's so overused, but, but yeah. I, I do mean it in this context where I'm like, this really could be something that someone can't it can bring to. up those the feelings, mm-hmm. you know, 100%. as it is for us, the grief. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As it is for us. Exactly. And it may not be, it may not be life-giving. Like, you know, it's hard to know what's going to be life-giving and what's not. But, and sometimes, like you said, Erin, like the Lord, you don't even feel the presence of the Lord. Like you don't feel that comfort. You don't feel yeah. that consolation. And I don't know why he allows it, but that, but for me, as a, as someone outside of that, watching someone living these things, I'm just thinking like, okay, all I can do really is, you know, be here, be here, be present, show mm-hmm. up in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, and then just keep in my heart, in my in my soul, just keep offering this person back to Jesus, like the grieving friend that I have, the grieving family mm-hmm. member that I have, and, and the soul of the one they love. Like, just keep making that offering because it's so beyond me. You know, it's mm-hmm. so beyond me, but it's not beyond the Lord. It is not beyond Him. And to have, for me, it is a challenge in some ways in these moments, su- watching people suffer mm-hmm. to make that act of trust and be like, no, Lord, you really do love this person. You really do love their loved one. You really do. It can be challenging, but I, that's what I keep coming back to. Like, no, 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 that is my saving grace. Like that is the only Mm -hmm. thing I can hang my hat on as the realest, most solid thing that, that, you know, that I can live out of as a person who loves people who are grieving, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, because, but then it's so true because I guess when, if you are that person, if you are me, if you're like watching others grieve or with others who are grieving, it's so important not to then take that conviction. If you have that conviction and like put it on top, put it on to someone else's mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Yeah. They may not be experiencing the Lord or they may be really angry with him or they may be mm-hmm. just can't even think about anything to do with anything, mm-hmm. you know, like that yeah. right now. I think it's, um, you know, we had an episode hearkening back to our first semester, first semester, first year. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a teacher. I love it. There we go. (laughs) But I think we were both in our first semester of episodes. So Mm -hmm. anyways, Um, but uh, on what not to say, remember that one? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that that is really applicable in grief, especially that um, when people talk about being hurt by others when they're grieving, it's often just by people trying to say the right thing mm-hmm. when the right thing to say is often nothing and just like be present. Like mm-hmm. um, I heard one story about a, a couple who went through a really awful traumatic thing, losing it, losing a child in a traumatic way. And they said that there was a lot, a lot of her, pe- church people who said a lot of hurtful things about, Oh, well, at least she's in heaven now, or at least da 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 or trying, mm-hmm. trying to kind of um, say nice things. And they said that the, the ones who they really felt loved by were the people who kind of showed up awkwardly with a casserole and like didn't know what to say and didn't really say anything but just wanted to show that they cared and yeah just just kind of were there um that those the people who actually made them feel like loved and Mm -hmm. supported during that time yeah and I think that is key like but I, I think it's hard if if you're also a person who's grieving and maybe some of us grieve in a way that it's actually really helpful to like, repeat those messages of hope of mm-hmm. hope back yeah, to ourselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? 
Um, and that's great. But to remember that what is helpful for me as I'm grieving is not necessarily what's helpful for right. the yeah. person next to yeah. me who's, who's yeah. lost the same person, but has a different mm-hmm. relationship with them and is yeah. just a different person. So it's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of um, like the levels of, because I remember in past, in like pastoral theology class, like one of the things mm. that we were talking about was how you would speak with somebody who's, who's yeah. just lost a loved one who's coming in or whatever. And one of the guys, I remember he was very insistent about like mm. needing to share with the person that they should have a mass offered for their loved one as soon as mm. possible. And mm. the professor being like, no, like that's mm. actually, especially because if you don't know where the faith is at of that yeah. person and it's bringing up, like, especially if it's a family who hasn't been practicing, like then it's bringing up questions about like, well, why would you need to have a mass said or like, yeah. like purgatory and all like just things that the person doesn't actually need to hear that or that, that are not yeah. going to be helpful for them in mm-hmm. that, in that moment. But the thing I will always remember from that class, I might have shared on the podcast before, but like levels of um, response. So like for this, for these parents who lost, uh, like lost a little child, then a level one response would be something like, well, at least, at least you have other kids that you can like, which, right. Which is just like, I feel like no good sentence in responding to somebody past really starts with at least like, we can just wipe that out of our book. Yeah. Right. But it's like you're trying to say something, but essentially what Mm. you're doing is just passing off the pain, like trying to like put a stopper in that person's pain so that it doesn't splatter all over you. Right. And then so like a level two response would be to at least acknowledge it and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Which is like all of us can can do that. Like, I'm so sorry that that you're experiencing this. Like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, a level three response sorry, level one, two, and three response. So level three response would be um, to to be like listening to the person's experience and like hearing kind of what they're saying. And so then maybe a level three response could be kind of like, I'm so sorry for your loss. It sounds like you have such a beautiful motherly heart and I'm so sorry that your motherly heart is missing your little one right now. Like something like, right? Do you see like- Right, but or I even just how how are you doing- even something like like that but something that shows um something that shows that like like, empathetic understanding yeah you're listening listening. to what they're saying right Mm. i i think i i think that for me one of the things that's just been super helpful is just to be humble like and just be like you know what yeah I, I don't know. What that's to been say. like the right. most helpful thing. And just be and just say that to the person like, look, I'm not that you're trying to look for them to give mm-hmm. you direction, but just like very, very like sincerely, just like be sincere and be like, I want to love you right now. Mm-hmm. I really do love you. I really don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel. Like, I think it's just true. Just be. And this is kind of like what that couple was saying, like, just be humble yeah. in your awkwardness and whatever. But don't don't abandon the people mm-hmm. who who are grieving like Mm -hmm. don't be Mm -hmm. afraid of them of their grief you know like and maybe they're gonna tell you to bugger off because they really don't want to look at your face right now and it's like really not what's helping them you know and yeah honestly that's a totally fair thing to say to me if you are dealing with this like it's not because it's not personal it's just like Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think just having the humility to be able to receive, yeah, like you said, Erin, like I think you're hinting at Nicole too, like just receiving each other in that place where mm-hmm. we actually are. If the person's angry, if the person's sad, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and just being like, I don't even know what to say right now or how yeah. to respond. And, and I'm so sorry if anything that I'm saying is making this harder. I just want you to know that I love you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, 
because I think real relationship and that's that I think is what can happen happen often is when we're grieving there's so much activity there's so much going on and then everything like dies out and everything goes away and it's like okay the people who really love you when everything quiets down and hmm. it hits you like you're it did for your mom Erin mm-hmm. you know that's when we really we just need to be with we just yeah. and we need others we just need others to be with us i think you know um yeah and and my thing is like right now some of the people i know who are grieving are not anywhere near me so the way i can be with is i can pray like that's the way i can mm-hmm. be with but i think there is there is a responsibility as church that we have to one another as the body of christ as mm-hmm. family basically mm-hmm. ultimately as one another's family to to be with. Ooh, you know? I, I just had this uh, this memory of um like for one of my classes, we needed to go to a uh like a synagogue and to have um to like experience something there. And mm-hmm. it was so powerful because each week they have anybody in the synagogue who's lost somebody mm-hmm. um and who needs anything like food or it's just who's lost somebody, they they ask them to stand and so the people can stand and then there's like instruction from mm-hmm. from the rabbi of like so these are the the people that we need to care for right oh, now. But there's like really this beautiful. public recognition, yeah, of like it's just it's just normal that yeah. That like if you've lost somebody, then then For your, your community, community to know, yeah. To know, yeah, to know and yeah. to and to be able to mm-hmm. like care for you in that time, you know, yeah, um, which is really beautiful. Like I remember just sitting in the back and just being like having like tears, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's so lovely, um, yeah, which should be normal, you know. But I, yeah, I think yeah. sometimes isn't because we get uncomfortable with things exactly like you say when we don't know what to say or we don't know what to do or mm-hmm. or even like if we are grieving and then it's like we feel like sometimes like we put these expectations on ourselves to like make other people feel good or make mm-hmm. other people comfortable with our pain or like to shove our pain down because we don't yeah. want to make other people have to deal with it or mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah like all of those things yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can um, I yeah. um can I bring up a to- sort of a different thing related to to basically grief and, and losing someone? Yeah. Please. Um do. there's a a prayer. I was just reading this oh, yeah. beforehand. I think I'll share it now. There's a prayer in um this is the a Byzantine book called The Public my my Zoom is not letting me show it, but there there you it's go. called <laughs> it's called the Publican's Prayer Book. Um, and it's all these like Byzantine prayers for various things. And there's a bunch of prayers for the death, the, the dead, um, or prayers, prayers to be said by those who are grieving or by the church. So there's this one, it's called, um, Akathist, and I might be pronouncing this things wrong. You guys, I'm still getting used to Byzantine stuff. So Akathist hymn for those who have fallen asleep. And you just like pray the series of hymns and prayers. But so my, my husband and I were praying this for, um, someone um a relative of someone at our church who has had passed away a few weeks ago and i was just really struck by some of the beauty of the prayers but there was one um and i can't find all the ones that i was thinking of but there's one i'll read um this is the 10th Kentuckian. shedding silent tears at the graves of our relatives we pray with hope and cry expectantly tell us O lord that their sins are forgiven and give our spirit a secret assurance of it that we may sing Alleluia. Mm. Um, and there's other little prayers that talk about saying, you know, um, 
it's just these normal like sort of talk about oh yes when 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 the souls of those who have departed visit us or uh-huh. you know things like that and you know i can think of um and i, and I feel i don't know I, I just feel like maybe it's just me but i feel like that's not something that's talked about as yeah, a normal yeah, yeah. thing very mm-hmm. much right yeah. of of the the fact that we can be continue to have these relationships with yeah um Mm-hmm. with our our loved ones who have died not like in a weird way or like i'm not talking about like seances and yeah, whatever yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah you know but like just um, in reality yeah mm-hmm. and like i you know my can i tell two stories real quick mm-hmm. um so my um my uncle who passed away he was like in his 30s and he died like in a, a snowmobile accident and this is years and years and years ago i long before i was born um but my, I, I think the story is one of my, like my grandmother, like his mother, or maybe one of the sisters, um, like had a dream about him shortly, like a while after he died, that he was like, that he was in pain and he was like troubled and kind of crying and like, like suffering, you know, and she was praying for him, praying for his soul. And then like a couple years later, she had a dream that he was happy and like at peace. Mm-hmm. And so for her, this was like a thing of, okay, he's, he's in heaven now. He's wow. gone through purgatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then my other story is, so I lost my, um, she was like a grandmother to me. Her name is Jean Rubel. And she was this wonderful Ukrainian lady in Winnipeg who, um, she had never married. So she just like adopted herself into different families and became like, our, our grandmother in many ways, like an extra grandmother. So I had known her my whole life and she was at all the birthday parties and Christmas and everything. And so she died in 2018 and I was able to fly home. I was doing grad school in Toronto at the time, but I was able to fly back to Winnipeg for her funeral. Um, and it, and it, there was just like a couple interesting things that happened related to this kind of like, um, I don't know, these like interesting experiences with someone who has died. Right. Um, at her, at the prayers, um, you know, before the funeral, um, I remember looking at her body and it just struck me like, Oh, this is not her anymore. Like this is like a thing. And then as you know, after I kind of was thinking about that and I was helping lead music with my parents, um, it was almost as if all of a sudden, gene like the actual gene the spirit of soul her like came and had a conversation with me like I had this like conversation with her in my mind afterward and it was a very meaningful conversation mm-hmm. um but then I was like was that real like what was that right. you know mm-hmm. and then but then something else happened and it was I had so Jean whenever she'd say bye to people she would always end with um god love you that's how she like like said bye mm. and hang up the phone or whatever or when she was leaving someone's house but, okay god love you which is not like a super common phrase right i don't yeah, know a lot no. of people but that was like her thing mm. um and she also really loved my violin playing uh mm. so i would you know i used to pray kind of play in praise and worship bands and different things like that and do fiddle stuff and she just like she just loved it she thought it was the best so she was like my number one fan you know <laughs> um <clears throat> and uh so i remember uh flying back to Toronto, you know, and going through the airport. I was carrying my violin because I'd brought it to Winnipeg. So to play it at her, um, at the prayers before the funeral. And I went and was waiting for the bus. And there was this lady who came, uh, who was like walking by in this like pedestrian crosswalk thingy. 
And it was so funny. She was like wearing like a, you know, like a construction vest, kind of the mm. reflective material stuff. Mm. And um, she had like curly hair. She was like, you know, look like this is going to sound terrible, but you know, the look of somebody who's like in their fifties as a lifelong yeah. smoker kind right. of thing. <laughs> yes. Um, like that's what she looked like. Sure. And, uh, and had the voice of that. And, but she, this is what she said. She looked at me and she was like, oh, you have a violin. God love you. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> like taken aback because I yeah. was just like, Ooh. in my mind, I was like, Jean? <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I totally wrong about reincarnation? Is it do- <laughs> What's happening right now? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, it yeah. was just, it did, it felt like this little yeah. like nudge from her. And she's also a very funny lady where mm. I'm like, she would do something like that. Like yeah. she would tell Jesus, Jesus, could you just arrange this for it? Like, can I just, yeah. Yeah. I, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. So I think, I don't know. I think that there are ways, I, I, I guess my, my point is like, I think sometimes, you know, as Catholics, we can be, there is maybe a subsection of Catholics who maybe have a similar experience of me in that we're afraid of weird spiritual stuff because we don't want to do anything that is anywhere near anything sort of occulty because we've been warned about that and it feels scary or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we have these experiences where it feels like someone who has died has connected with us or communicated with mm-hmm. us and we're not quite sure what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I just, this is my my long way of saying, I think that there is, yeah. You know, I love these Byzantine prayers because it 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 references that it references mm-hmm. asking the Lord. So, hey Lord, can you give me a you sign? Just, like, help me give to me see. a sign. You know, yeah. Yeah. and that that's okay. Yeah. And we can have that. Like, totally. I think that's part of the hope that we're we're allowed mm-hmm. to have. Um, yeah. And, and as much beautiful. as all the grief is is real too, yeah. right? But yeah. And it's beautiful, like, like for years after, you know, it's like our loved one can like, it's like this connection with them and this really like real experience of the communion of the saints. That's really like, I smelled my grandmother's perfume in an elevator one day. Was it my Mm. grandmother in the elevator? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) It was probably some other old lady who lived in the big building that I lived in who has the same, uh, but then, but then it was just like, but it was like in the smelling, she was there, you know, like, and, and in this, like. It's like when we talk about memory mm-hmm. in the mass, for example, right? It's like, yeah. do this in remembrance of me. It doesn't mm-hmm. just mean like, think about Jesus and what he did. Like, there's a real mm-hmm. being that's happening there in that, like, yeah. there's a substance to it. And I feel like the same can be, like, my grandfather used to pick fine dimes everywhere. <laughs> so that's totally his thing with Cute. my mom. Mm. Like she'll just find dimes in random places and mm. it'll be like her dad is like right there with her in that oh, moment, yeah. you know, which is beautiful, which is beautiful. Is beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. I don't yeah, I, I don't like it. I, yeah, I'm like I mean, this is just me, but you know, in movies when they sentimentalize it, like, well, the your yeah. loved ones alive in your heart. And I'm like, nope, and not. they have wings. And now yeah. they're an angel. No, they are not an they're angel. Not. I want them to be really alive. I don't want them just to be kind of like yeah. kind of alive in my heart. Like I want yeah. them to actually like be alive themselves. Yeah. And then yeah. they are. I mean, that's the hope of our faith. Like mm-hmm. they are alive in the Lord. They really are. Um, you know, and we and like yeah, I mean, I think for me, one of the when my grandmother died, it was the Eucharist, like realizing that, like, if Nana's in heaven mm. with Jesus, mm. I'm with Jesus right now. It's like we're kind of together right now, you know. Yeah, so there's, totally. and it's actually true, and it's just mm-hmm. like that's the reality of the communion of the saints, and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And at, at whatever point God allows us to have the grace to experience that, you know, 
in our hearts with respect to someone we've lost, it's such a, it's, oh my gosh, it's such a gift. Like it's yeah. such a gift because it's totally. true, you know? Yeah. Um. So anyways, this has been yeah. kind of a roller coaster of an episode. We've gone <laughs> up and down a whole bunch. See, um, which is totally appropriate to the experience of, of grief. grief. So yeah, a little messy, not really linear. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Um, but also I just want to say like, yeah, I'm just praying very much right now for many people I know who are grieving. So mm-hmm. if one of our listeners is going through that right now. Yeah, we're praying for you. Prayers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um yeah. So we love you. We're praying for you. Yeah. Um so yeah, who who's got the God wink? We close out with it's the, me. The yeah, have a God wink. Okay. Um Okay, so I am part of this little ladies kind of faith study group. Um they've I graciously was invited to join by a friend who's in the group a few months ago. Um, and so we've been studying a couple books. So shout out to the ladies in the Stein society here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so we're studying right now, we're going through the book, I believe in love um, mm-hmm. by father mm-hmm. Jean-Ciel mm-hmm. Um, which I think I've probably mentioned on the podcast before, but anyway, so it's all about St. Therese of Lisieux and her, um, her approach of like confidence in the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed, so anyways, so this is, this has just been coming up for me more. Um, of just like this concept of just like, yeah, totally. Like, the, the little way of St. Therese, right. Yeah. Um, and confidence and, and abandonment and all these kind of things. And then today I was noticing that um, the abiding together podcast, mm. um, or as my husband likes to call it, the Catholic ladies talking podcast. <laughs> um <laughs> Awesome. Um, he, uh, so anyway, I was listening, looking at it, and I was like, "Oh, it's on Saint Therese on on confidence in the love of Jesus." What is this? And it turns out that Pope Francis just put out a document on Saint Therese oh, and mm-hmm. on her like doctrine of like of uh, or not, I don't know if doctrine is the right word, but anyways, whatever yeah. it is, um, of like yeah, way. confidence, the little way, and like yeah. confidence in the love of Jesus mm-hmm. and abandonment yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So they're talking about it. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're doing this book study. Pope Francis has written this thing, you know. (laughs) Maybe the Lord is telling me something. I'm like, okay, you know. So it is, it's like, it was like a little God wink of like, all right, Centra is like your you're popping She's, up everywhere yeah, you know yeah, yeah so, for like, american hey, listeners just in case you're not sure who we're talking about it's saint therese of lassoux right that's oh, really her name sorry. Saint, i don't need to saint therese lassoux saint therese i know uh, your pronunciation and then there's someone so from like fr- france france is like that's not how you right. not yeah, how exactly i listen to canadian french and like you're They're butchering like, oh, it and we listen to yeah. americans and we're like you're butchering it yeah so, sorry everyone <laughs> we'll just sorry. apologize canadians so we'll just apologize like, it just i don't care how you say it just love jesus and have yeah. confidence in him <laughs> yeah that's right. Is that your Saint Therese voice? That's hilarious. That sounded like one of those little kid cartoons of saints, you know, where they're like, totally. I, I wasn't sure what was happening for a minute, and then I realized that's, oh, how, that's how I pictured Saint Therese is like this. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> annoying. No, Aaron, stop. stop. I feel like that's like a stereotype of how people perceive no, her, Saint Therese. I know. Like, Oh was my like, gosh, no, 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 she was cool. She was cool. Okay. She was cool. I believe that. Listen, I think that's how she talked to the nun who just, who annoyed her with the rosary beads. That's, yeah. that's how I picture that conversation going. That's, so funny. that's all. Yeah. Oh, boy. oh gosh. All right. Well, on that note, we will bid you all adieu mm-hmm. and we will see you next week. Can't right. wait. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.